This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, we're talking about the election today. I mean, of course we are because this is voting day. But one of the fun things that we were talking about today uh, when it came to the election was what food are you going to eat when you're watching the election results tonight? This is a popcorn kind of night, I thought. Or how about pizza? Or as Jill Bennett was saying, how about some nachos? I I love the way people have embraced this discussion that we are having because I had some very creative ideas from people who emailed me like Jim. Jim says, I've got the wings going in an old bay brine. Come time to eat. The air fryer will be in the TV room. Wings in the basket, Jim says. Fries on the bottom, getting basted with all that nice chicken fat. Yum. He said, I can hear the arteries hardening now, but hey, it's only once every four years. (laughs) I love that, Jim. You really go all out for election night food, it sounds like. Uh, Teresa wrote me to say, Simi, we are going to be eating hamburgers as we watch the election, as that is what the candidates have been feeding us for 40 days. Okay, I like that. Uh, Deanna said, best food for the election? I suggest poutine. Deanna, inspired, brilliant, I would say. Nobody had yet suggested that for tonight, but you're right. Poutine would make a... Excellent, excellent choice on that. So yeah, keep your comments coming. Simi at cknw.com. Uh, let us know perhaps what you would choose to have for election night. Also, your predictions are welcome as well. Let me just run through one more time how things are going to go for you today. So polls are opening up. Polls are open right now right across the country, but they start to close at four o'clock our time, like way over in the other part of the country. So you can expect the first results to start coming in just after four. 30 hour time. And of course, we'll have complete coverage. Joining us now is Chief Political Correspondent for Global News, David Aiken. Hi, David. Hey, Simi, how's it going? Good, thank you. Now, where are you and what's going on? I am in Toronto on the set. I'm on the wonderful, amazing set that uh, Global News will use tonight to do our results show from. And uh, if you're in front of a TV, it's going to look fabulous. And if you're listening on the radio, because we're going to simulcast this thing, we're going to have uh, fabulous analysis and results. Donna Friesen's going to anchor the whole thing. And I'm looking right now in front of my touchscreen, which will have all sorts of results I can dig down deep. And believe it or not, I'm actually looking at the lower mainland in Vancouver right now, because I think there's going to be some 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 very close races, three-way races. Get over on Vancouver Island, we're into four-way races with the Greens. Um, we're going to have, when I say we, the rest of the country is going to have to stay up late tonight, because I think B.C. is going to be pivotal uh, to figure out minority, majority, and possibly even who's going to be the government. That's what I was wondering about. Do you think that this at BC, we always have this feeling like, oh, by the time yeah. our results get counted, it doesn't matter. But is that different, do you think, this time? Absolutely, it's different this time, for sure. Um, here's how it's going to happen. The first the first results are going to happen, are going to come out at about, uh, well, they'll come out at 4 p.m. Pacific. That's the uh, when the polls close out in Newfoundland and Labrador. Then at 4.30 Pacific, Atlantic Canada results will be in. There's 32 seats in Atlantic Canada, and in 2015, the Liberals swept the region. Okay, now there's going to be some change, we think. The Conservatives, I think, are going to take at least two or three, but if they, and, and the, the NDP may take one, but if the Liberals start to lose eight or nine seats, well, that's their majority, essentially. That's the, it, the you know, they have, they, they now have to start making those up in other parts of the country. 
in Quebec, the Bloc Québécois has just been one of the stories of this campaign. They're going to eat a lot of liberal lunch. In Ontario, the Liberals are going to do well. We're not so sure they're going to pick up seats. And so by the time we get to B.C., we could conservatives and liberals could be within four, five, six seats of each other. And so B.C.'s 40-odd seats are going to be very, 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 I can't put enough varies into this, important. <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to pay attention. And it's, and it's going to be seats in the lower mainland for sure. Right. I mean, I'm thinking seats that have like Delta, for example, especially when you sort of go south of the city. Steveston, Richmond East. Joe yeah. Pesca Salido, I think, is going to be in a little trouble. Um, we saw a big by-election fight in South Surrey, White Rock, between Carrie Lynn Finley and Gordy yeah. Hogue. It's a rematch there again today. I think it's going to be, you know, played by ear. Um, Cloverdale Langley, I know that the Prime Minister or the Liberal leader was there to support his candidate there, John Aldag. Uh, he's going to be in tight. That's sort of more traditionally conservative kind of territory. I mean, that's just a few. Then we've got Vancouver Granville. Yeah. Everybody in the country wants to see how Jody Wilson-Raybould does. So, uh, boy, oh boy, I mean, uh, I can't wait till it's going to be 10 o'clock my time. It's only going to be 7 o'clock your time. Um, and I can't wait to see how uh, what BC's decide to do today. And do you think, David, that kind of demonstrates why we had all the big party leaders kind of in BC for the final day of the campaign? Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just logistically, it just generally works out that it's easier to finish in the west of the country than in the east, all things sort of considered. But for sure, I mean, uh, there's so much up for grabs. Obviously... The, uh, the Liberals are playing defense in a whole lot of places because they did so well in B.C. in 2015. Yeah. I mean, they really sort of painted the town red and all around. Uh, Jugmeet Singh has had a pretty good campaign. Um, he, they, the NDP started the campaign. We thought they might get, like, wiped out. And I'm not joking, like, wiped out. Singh had not done a good job getting his party ready with money, with candidates, etc. And then he turned out, though, to be a heck of a campaigner. And so the NDP are showing some new strength, and the strength they're showing is, in fact, um, you know, a lot of it's in B.C. We know about some of the downtown ridings, downtown Vancouver ridings, that uh, the NDP typically do well in th places like Vancouver East, where Jenny Kwan is. But I've been looking at there's uh, you know some seats in the interior, the uh, in uh, Kootenai, Columbia, for example. Uh, they just won very narrowly in 2015, and uh, the South Okanagan seat as well in. Uh, uh, I'm just looking at it right now on my board, South Okanagan, West Kootenai, uh, Richard Canning seat. Yes. So those are places where can the NDP hold on to those? Um, and then what about stealing some seats, you know? Yeah. Uh, is there some places to steal? I don't know that there's a lot in B.C. for them to steal. I think most of the steals will be, you know, blue trying to steal from red and green trying to steal from the NDP. But uh, there might be the odd seat in Ontario, perhaps, that uh, maybe the... The NDP could knock a Liberal off. Right, we'll see. That's a good point, though, because do you ever, David, remember an election that was tighter in the polls than this one? Not really, and uh, it, there's been a little bit, or big of a, bit of a gap in favor of the Liberals in, in a couple of the most last polls. So, you know, they're up by one or two or three. But, I mean, you're right, it's very, very tight. The, the, the problem for the Conservatives is, when it's really tight like that, is their vote is what we call inefficient. There's going to be ridings in Alberta where they're going to run up the score and win like by 81%. Yeah. And the, all those votes in Alberta don't help them win any more seats. Um, but they will help them win the popular vote. So it's quite conceivable, I and mean, it's not out of the range that tonight the Conservatives could win the popular vote. Because where Conservatives win, they will win by a lot. 
but that the liberals will end up with more seats. Um, and so that's when you get in these ties with the liberals a bit ahead. Right. It really is to the liberal advantage because of their, they're more efficient with uh, the way their vote is spread out. A lot of times, David, we look at election night as the end, right, of the campaign mm-hmm. and we finally have a result. Do you feel like tomorrow is going to be the end? Because I don't feel like it's going to be tomorrow. It, again, I think we, you know, all the cards at this point point to a minority. Now, um, you know, every party has an objective here. And for the Liberals, clearly it's winning a majority because anything less than that is really, it's a rebuke. It's a repudiation yeah. in some form or another of the Liberals. And so then we say, well, is it a slap on the wrist? In other words, do they come back with a strong minority? Or if they come back with a very much reduced minority, it's maybe a more of a, a punishment. And that means in any event, the liberals, or let's say it's conservatives who win the minority, people are going to have to get along with each other. There's going to have to be some horse trading. There's going to have to be some compromising. And so that goes to, no, it isn't over. Tomorrow we're going to be asking people, well, what's your bottom line to support a government? What's, what's your must-have? Um, and then, of course, uh, we may be into this in another year, year and a half, because uh, I'm not so sure it'll be a very stable yeah. um, minority government. So, David, one of the fun things we were talking about today is what's the best food to eat on an election night like this, right? Like popcorn, nachos, pizza. What would you pick? Well, if I was watching, I might have one of all of the above, actually, because I'm <laughs> fond of all of those things. But, uh, no, if, here on set, we're expecting to be uh, here. You know, we start at 7 o'clock Eastern, and we could be here till you know, 1 a.m., yes. maybe later. Who knows? So we're keeping it light and heavy on the coffee. All right. I, I always thought election nights were for pizza. But, uh, David, thank you so much, and good luck tonight. Okay, have fun tonight, Simi. You too. We'll be watching. That is David Aiken, Chief Political Correspondent for Global News. You will catch him tonight, uh, starting at 4 o'clock, actually, our time, because the, he, they're in Toronto, so he was talking about 7 o'clock their time. But it's 4 o'clock our time. The show begins. So you're gonna, going to get an abbreviated version of the Linda Steele Show this afternoon from 2 till 4. Then the national coverage will kick in.